the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, August the 17th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On August 17, 1982, the first commercially produced CD, compact disc, it was recorded the Philips factory near Hanover, West Germany. The group ABBA was the uh, doing the song The Visitors, I think, on that CD. Today in 1807, Robert Fulton's North, uh, North River steamboat began heading up the Hudson River. It was a successful round trip between New York and Albany. He proved that he could do it, and he did. Today in 1945, the George Orwell novel, Animal Farm, it's an allegorical satire of Soviet communism, was published in London. George Orwell, of course, is probably better known by the book 1984. We're living out some of the things he said would probably happen in the future as we speak. Today in 1978, the first successful transatlantic balloon flight ended its the Double Eagle II landed outside Paris. Today in 1987, Rudolf Hess, the last member of Adolf Hitler's inner circle, died in Spandau prison. He was 93 years old. He committed suicide. Today in 1998, President Bill Clinton gave grand jury testimony by a closed-circuit television from the White House concerning his relationship with Monica, Monica Lewinsky. He then delivered a TV address in which he denied previously committing perjury. He also infamously reminded us all that it depends on what is, is. Today in 2011... Vice President Joe Biden, Vice President Joe Biden, arrived in Beijing to meet his Chinese counterpart, Xi Jinping. Yeah, they're both president of their country now. I'll bet Hunter was along for that trip. One year ago today, in an effort to reassure world powers and fearful Afghans, the Taliban put out a press release insisting that they would respect women's rights, forgive those who fought them, and ensure that Afghanistan would not become a haven for terrorists. Of course. Well, this morning, Fortune magazine is published has published an article, first thing this morning, talking about Liz Cheney's defeat, trying to make it look good. It's hard to do, of course. But they're saying there's a message out there today, and it's being discussed around in the media all around the country. Liz Cheney is rising in her stock with the Democrat Party as a Republican who was trying to destroy Trump. That gives her credibility, of course, with the left, because whatever it takes. I think she will find out at some point they will abandon her without a blink. But today, she is kind of the queen of the of the left being a 
as she says herself, a conservative Republican. An interesting mix, but nonetheless, Fortune magazine is saying this morning that she lost in her election, as predicted last night, 66% to 29% in the election. She, uh, while her congressional career may be over, Cheney sees a potential opening as the anti-Trump candidate beyond Wyoming. She's considering a run for president. She hinted at that in an interview this morning on the Today Show on NBC. They asked her point blank, are you thinking of running for president? She said, it's something I'm thinking about. With a 2024 U.S. election, presidential election approaching, Forbes, or Fortune, I'm sorry, not Forbes, Fortune magazine, says, Cheney says she will do whatever it takes to keep Donald Trump out of the Oval Office. Will Cheney be the one to achieve that goal, they say? Wyoming's GOP voters have rejected her stance, but outside her home state, it's a whole new ball game. Interesting. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens, but that's the world we live in today. Representative Adam Kinsinger, he's a Republican from Illinois. He was one of the 10 Republicans who voted to impeach Trump. Most all of them, except, of course, for Washington State. We've talked about that. Most all of the um, Republicans who voted to impeach Trump have not been reelected. Paul Newhouse has, but he's one of, I think, a couple. The American people are not so committed to Trump as they are committed to a direction that they felt Trump could take us. But the Democrats are trying to, and the media is trying to cast a new, a whole new reality. And that whole new reality is that we are have become the conservatives who do not, their life, our life vision is not to see who can get rid of Trump the most effectively and the most quickly. It isn't really about Trump, but they don't get that. They don't understand it at all. They think it's somehow, they can not think beyond the political sphere. They only can see things through politics. And that's part of the problem that we have in just the morality of our country today. We can't see as Americans, for the most part, including Christians, we can't see beyond, beyond the political implication of things. Obviously, there's a political implication because we are such a free country that we can have elections. Yes, the credibility of those elections have been questioned. Every institution in America is being questioned because the institutions are failing because we have not elected the right leadership. So people are very skeptical now. But I will tell you that we are still the best country in the world today, but we're not heading in the right direction. And that's not just me saying that. I mean, millions of people agree. Millions. Adam Kinsinger, Republican from Illinois, he chose... He voted against Trump. He chose not to run for re-election. He knew he wouldn't be re-elected. So he just took his bow and said he will not run and so on. He was on MSNBC last night. And he told them, he said, I'm quoting him. 
he said, I believe pastors in America are failing their congregations. And I thought, well, that's interesting. I wanted to hear more. Because, he said, many Christians are equating former President Donald Trump to Jesus. That's how out of touch some of these people are who are trying to run this country. No wonder we have such chaos. I'll come back to him in a moment. But Franklin Graham is very concerned about this country, as we all are, I think, or we should be. He, along with other Christian leaders, is expressing deep concern for the country. He was on social media yesterday, or day before yesterday. He said, the swamp in Washington is getting bigger, and it will take God to drain it. I agree. He said, politics in this country have become so corrupt and so partisan Graham expressed his deep concern for the country just hours after Trump called for the Department of Justice to release the affidavit used to justify the raid on Trump's home. Does Franklin Graham think Trump is Jesus? That's silly. That's a stupid thing for Adam Kinsinger to say. But he's on the committee to look into the riot on January 6th, he's, of course, helping the country by trying to destroy Donald Trump, whom Christians think is Jesus. Franklin Graham has expressed his dismay at the circumstances surrounding the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago, home of former President Trump. He issued a personal plea on social media for the release of all the documents relating to the controversy. Graham said this on a Facebook post. He put out his concerns. I agree with him, and I want to just read what he said to you on Facebook. A lot of people read it. Graham said, Franklin Graham, he said, The swamp in Washington is getting bigger, and it will take God to drain it. Politics in this country has become so corrupt and partisan. From President Trump, a former President Trump has called for the immediate release of the unredacted federal warrant related to the FBI's search of his Mar-a-Lago home. I agree. I'm reading Franklin Graham. I agree. Why not release it and let the American people decide? Then if it, if it reveals that former President Trump has done something wrong, he'll have to answer for it. On the other hand, if the Department of Justice has done something wrong, they will have to answer to the American people for it. Our country is in trouble. We need God's help. We need to pray. Boy, I'll tell you, that pretty well sums it up. We are in trouble, and we need to pray. And as Franklin says, so often we need to be involved. On Monday of this week, day before yesterday, Trump posted on his Truth Social uh, network. He said, there is no way to justify the unannounced raid at Mar-a-Lago, the home of the 45th president of the United States. He <laughs> And he added this, he said, who got more votes by far than any sitting president in the history of the country. And he went on to say, but it, clearly Trump would have some kind of political aspirations in what he says. Everything that he does is connected in part to this matter, of the matter of politics and political office. But I believe he does love this country. Maybe I'm wrong, but I believe he really does love this country very much. 
whether or not he runs for president again. I don't know what he's going to do. Franklin Graham is a faithful preacher of the gospel, and he also loves our country. And millions, tens of millions of us across this nation are, yes, Christian, and yes, we love this country, not more than the kingdom of God, and we don't think Trump is Jesus. But that's a message that is being put forward by the left, and they're getting complicit Republicans who are burned by their own actions are out there propagating these kinds of ideas now. Liz Cheney was comparing herself to Abraham Lincoln, just like Barack Obama used to do last night. She gave this cockamamie speech about how it looks like she lost, but she really won. Because once she gets out of Wyoming, it's going to be a whole new ballgame. This is what's going on in our country. And NBC hustled right over, of course, to put her on the air this morning. Uh, and CNN was there recording the whole thing. I mean, they had big-time production crew there because they're going to make some kind of a, of a documentary or something about her. And now there's questions being raised about Liz Cheney's, the legality of that, because that's a, a contribution in kind to her political uh, aspiration. So I'm not going to get into all that, but it, it is happening. There are people questioning, saying, you, you can't do that what they're doing, and it's nuanced, but nonetheless it's happening. You'll hear that, I suppose, before long. But she is looking to run for president as Abraham Lincoln to free this nation from Trump and from the Christians who think he's Jesus. Well, I do believe a little bit of what Adam Kinsinger says. I do believe pastors are failing their congregations, but certainly not in the way that he's describing. Franklin Graham and Donald Trump and others are calling for the Attorney General Merrick Garland to just release, just tell us what's going on. Tell us what you did and why you did it. You're a public servant. I think in their minds, they kind of lose that concept of public service and it becomes more of an entitlement, almost a monarchy feeling like I am this, whatever they are. And that's part of the problem as well. But the problem that he and others in the Biden administration who lead bureaus, such as the Department of Justice, the FBI and others, what they have now is the American people simply don't believe in them anymore. And they're trying to make the case that it is those of us who do not agree with them or don't believe them. And I don't believe, I don't believe half of what I hear. In fact, let me just share this with you. CBS News last night. CBS News, Nora O'Donnell. She's that the gal, the anchor for CBS News, television news. She comes on the air and she says, I, I'm quoting, you got to get this in sequence now. You talk about misleading the public. CBS anchor Nora O'Donnell. She says, according to a DOJ official, the FBI is not in possession of former President Trump's passports. Trump had accused the FBI of stealing his three passports during the search of his Mar-a-Lago home. Well, she said that, I mean, they did take his passports and they were not authorized to do so. 
but she casts it as though it was an error in reporting, not an error on the part of the people who ransacked his house. So, so she says that, and then 30 minutes later, she says, quote, We are also learning tonight that if any items not contained in the warrant were retrieved during the FBI search at Mar-a-Lago, they will be returned. Now, what would you think if you heard her first statement and then the second statement, all in the context, in a time context, of a matter of minutes? You would think that apparently Fox News or somebody was putting out a, a story that said that the, the authorities had taken his, his uh, passports, but they really didn't. But just in case there was anything taken, they're going to return it because they don't want to intrude on Trump's personal life or anyone else's. That's the message. And it's an absolute lie. It's just misleading. But someone couldn't take legal action because she doesn't actually lie. She just parses her words, or the producer, the news writers do. They parse their words to lead you to believe something without actually saying that. And that is what is so divisive and so destructive in our culture today. Paul wrote to the Romans in chapter 12, verse 21, Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. We do good by becoming involved in the Lord's work on earth. Of course, we don't place this kingdom, the kingdom of the earth, above the kingdom of God. As born-again believers, as evangelical biblical Christians, we believe we are believe we are citizens of heaven because we have accepted Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, as our Savior. And he has forgiven our sins and he has given us eternal life. That's what we believe. We don't believe Donald Trump or Abraham Lincoln or anybody else is Jesus. There's only one Jesus. Cults teach many Jesuses, some of them. We don't believe that. Not for a moment. I'm sure you could find somebody in a back street somewhere in Portland or Seattle that would believe that. They'd believe anything. But we don't believe that, and they know that. But now that's the new wave of information to help people through these difficult times that's being put out there by the media. It's very deceptive, and we need to be very, very careful about what we believe and what we don't believe. I think skeptical is not a bad word for the day in which we live. Discerning would be the better word. Be discerning. Be informed. I want to thank all of you who helped make this program possible with your support. Every month we um, pay our bills and you help us by contributing to the ministry. Thank you so much. Um, I, I'm always thinking about ways that I can truly express my deepest appreciation. And uh, I usually come up empty. I can't tell you how deeply I appreciate your support. It means a great deal to me because I feel very passionate about what we're doing here. I feel that way because I believe in what we're doing and saying. More importantly, I feel that God has directed me 
to do this in my life. It's just something I felt in my heart that the Lord led me to do, and that was, what, 10 years ago now. And I was supposed to be retired, but not so much. But thank you for standing with us and helping us with this and making it possible. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. You can go to our website, faithandfreedom.us. You can contribute online. Thank you so much for your support. Adam Kinsinger He went on to say, he said, I've come to believe over the last, this was on MSNBC last night. He said, I've come to believe over the last year that people more than ever, more than even fearing death, were such a tribalistic people that they fear being kicked out of their tribe. So they accept anything because now Republicanism, conservatism, Trumpism becomes your identity. And so you're going to stay. You're going to believe the lie because you don't want to be ostracized. In other words, if the people don't re-elect you, it's their fault, not yours. He continued, he said, I'm going to say this as a Christian myself. The pastors, many pastors in the country are failing their congregations. Not even just by, you know, pushing a kind of Trumpism from the pulpit, but even refusing to talk about how bad it is, how corrosive it is. You have people today that literally, I think, you might not say it, but in your heart, they equate Donald Trump with a person with the person of Jesus Christ. So to them, if you even come out against the amazing man, Donald Trump, which I mean, obviously, he is quite flawed, you are coming out against Jesus, against their Christian values. When you go after their religion, that violates the depth of who they are, and I've been kicked out of my tribe, and that's okay. He's mixed up all kinds of of biblical spirituality, Christianity, and politics. And he's a very, very confused man. You can vote against, you can take a position against Donald Trump without believing, and then going on MSNBC and trying to tell the world, fortunately the world isn't listening to MSNBC, thank the Lord, Uh, but, I mean, hardly anybody is, but you go on there and you tell whomever is listening that the Christians think, Donald Trump is Jesus. That's not good for the kingdom of God. That's not helpful. And if he's a true Christian, he needs to ask the Lord to forgive him because that is not where Christianity is in America, and he knows it. If he knows enough to sign up and get elected to a public office, he should know enough to know that Christians don't think Donald Trump, just because we supported him and do, some many of us do, we don't think he's perfect. But we don't think Adam Kinzinger is perfect because none of us are perfect. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We get that. Franklin Graham and his family, his father, and now his son is preaching the gospel. They have preached the gospel around the world. None of them think, I can tell you on a personal basis, none of them think Donald Trump is Jesus. I certainly don't think that. I don't know anyone who does except this guy, and I don't know for sure that he does. I think he's a political opportunist. So is Liz Cheney, unfortunately. And the left is using them as a pawn, and they'll cast them aside when they have no more value in the agenda of the left. The agenda of the left is destructive. It is deceptive. Historians attribute the collapse of various civilizations, especially that of Rome, 
to disease and climate change, demographics, political corruption, mass immigration, economic stagnation, inferior technology, and even and foreign evasion that comes. I personally believe it was a moral failure that brought down the Roman Empire, and I believe it could also bring down America. It breaks my heart. I don't want to see that happen, but I believe that moral failure would be the reason that America would fall, if it should. A year before the U.S. Constitution was ratified, Edward Gibbon, he published the final volume of his, its seven to nine volumes, depending on who publishes it, History of the Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire. Gibbon identified the five major causes behind the fall of one of history's greatest empires. Declining demographics didn't make the list, nor did sufficient technology or climate change, you know, and all this. His first fundamental factor was the breakdown of the family. Then he, he listed increased taxation, an insatiable craving for pleasure, an unsustainable buildup of armaments, and the decay of religion. I personally have given seven volumes set of the Roman Empire's rise. I don't claim to be an expert on it, but I have studied it in depth. I know some historians disagree with Gibbon's conclusions, but consider this. According to Gibbon, the root cause of the Roman societal collapse was their loss of civic virtue and their individual morality. Gibbon believed the laws of morality were unchangeable. English statesman Edmund Burke, a colleague of Gibbons, is often called the father of modern conservatism. He summarized his beliefs about morality in a letter to the sheriffs of Bristol in 1777. He said, all who have ever written on government are unanimous, that among a people generally corrupt, liberty cannot long exist. The first president of the United States was also familiar with Gibbon, George Washington. He owned a copy of The Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire. I'm sure he read it. In his famous farewell speech, George Washington said, of all the dispositions and habits which head, which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality, he was talking about Christianity, are indispensable supports. Gibbon, Burke, George Washington, they believed that the safeguards of society were not military or productive merchants or prosperous consumers or pure politicians, but high morals and sincere religion, Christianity. Yet most politicians and educators today reject that belief. These people I've been talking about this morning, they don't have a clue. That's the problem in America today. Let me just highlight two things. I've just got about a minute and a half. Let me highlight a couple of things that Gibbon gets into in the rise and fall of the Roman Empire. The assault on family is poisoning the character of our culture. Family, as God designed it, is being remade as we speak. We talk about that all the time on this program. Founder and second president John Adams told us the foundations of national morality must be laid in private families. Secondly, the LGBTQ movement is also poisoning the character of our culture. In Gibbon's time, the United States had laws against homosexual behavior. Sodomy was regarded as the last symptom of a dying culture in Roman Empire days. Noah Webster, the father of American education in the first edition of his, uh, of, of his uh, dictionary, he called it a crime against nature. 
look where we've come now. We celebrate it as a nation on our knees. Thanks for being with me today. I'll see you right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.